Howdy folks, this is The Good Speaking. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. Enjoy the gold. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man. We can open every episode with a copyright infringement. (laughs) I think so. Behind blue eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, well, welcome back, everyone, to The Good, The Bad, and The Boys. We are your hosts. I'm Taryn. I'm Isaac. And, we and got, we're about to blow your minds. We're about to blow with, your fucking mind off. Legion. With Legion, baby. Oh, yeah, that's what we talk about this week. So Legion. We're in week David two Haller. of our super-powered January. Going well. Going that's great right. so far. 2021. Going, going well. Got really, Captain America Civil War. Oh, yeah, really proving <laughs> to be a different, different kind of year. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps yeah why didn't we review civil war this this month we should have known should have guessed know. i know i should have should have guessed we'll save wow. it <laughs> but yes yeah, so we're we're more on the fox side of things oh yeah baby um as we started out this this month with new mutants logan and now another tv r-rated <laughs> another r-rated um, tv special series <laughs> this one certainly earns it yeah. as well unlike new mutants yeah and yeah. this is Definitely the good of this week, by far. I watched this show for this oh, review, yeah. and I think it's my new favorite superhero show. Yeah. It is it's insanity amazing. put to screen. Yeah, I had to buy it on Blu-ray. <laughs> it was so <laughs> I, good. I was I like, I, I need this forever. I need yeah. this forever. Yeah. Yep. So, Legion. You watched this when it first to, <laughs> came out, right? Yeah, yeah. Where to begin on Legion? Where to begin? I don't even know where to start. I, su- I suppose so <laughs> from the beginning. 2017. The beginning, yeah. So Legion, for those who don't know, takes place. Is it? It's not within the X Men universe, is it? But it is. He's an X Men character. Legion. Yeah, uh, X Men character. Not not the Fox cinematic uh, X Men franchise, but yeah, it's kind of its own standalone Fox uh, X Men property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, I mean, even Legion's not really even a part of X-Men anyways to begin with. He's more New Mutants and other things, but yeah. Ah, yes, New Mutants. Just what I wanted to think about. <laughs> yep. Well, so Legion came out in 2017. It stars Dan Stevens as, what's his name? Mm-hmm. David. David Haller. David Haller, yes. David Haller, who yeah. in the comics is Charles Xavier's son. Uh, yes, possesses a Gabrielle. Gabriella, I think her name is Gabrielle. Yeah, something, somewhat. That he, I, I guess in the comics too, there's a little discrepancy of how he went about with, uh, I think he brought up her past trauma. He's trying to <laughs> fix her past trauma stuff. and Oh, yeah, didn't he go to like, and like help out Iran or something? He's trying to help, but he, yeah, 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 it was, a, I think she was an Israeli ambassador or something. Mm, I think that's, yeah, yeah so. I think that's where they met. Yeah. And you know Xavier, always thinking with his head, so one thing <laughs> led to another. She had her son David. She didn't tell Charles Xavier about it, and he didn't read it oh. from her mind because I guess he chooses not to do it with people he likes. Yeah. People he doesn't right. like, free for all. Otherwise, I guess he won't do it. So Charles Xavier, son right. he never knew he had. Kids born with mm-hmm. a variety of powers. And this is in, this is the comics continuity. 
but each one is attached to a different a different personality within him. I, everyone yeah. who thought Split was an original idea is wrong. <laughs> this is <laughs> very, very a Split is, superhero. Yeah, the Split superhero. Multi-personality. It was yeah, Legion. get out of here, Legion. Split. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Shyamalan. Yeah. And this Shyamalan. guy's like, what are they called? Omega-level mutants, which Ultra Chad, super-powered, yeah. basically gods. But oh, he yes. has added uh, little... Professor X, so far, that what I've read with New Mutants, he, like, Professor X is having the worst time trying to control and help Haller with all his barriers, oh, mind, yeah. mental barriers, and he's just having a horrible time. So the dude is <laughs> right this insanely powerful mutant, but his powers are tied to split personalities within him. He has just a litany of issues going on. He's schizophrenic. His legion he, the of legion of personalities within him, all with a different power. And it, I think, the show takes a bit of it, obviously, because as we said, it's its own, uh, its own sort of like mini, like standalone story. Not really a part of any larger X Men universe. So it gets, it doesn't right. go quite into like mutant stuff. With all the superhero, no, you know, no. tie-ins and whatnot. It's really just more a story about David and his mind. Mm-hmm. And I think it focuses more on David's perspective. Because in the comics a lot, it's uh, yeah. it was seen more from the perspective, like you said, like Xavier and the New Mutants. Right. And he's presented as this kind right. of anti-hero-esque, just sort of force yeah, of nature. Yeah, it's for sure his, from his point of view oh yeah because it's whack it's it wild. is nuts the show is wild yeah yes created by um, noah hawley and released in 2017 this hawley is he made yeah. 2014's fargo he also mm-hmm. worked on bones that tv series yeah yeah if you guys you guys like bones. Bones. Oh, bones okay yeah that's yeah gotcha <laughs> so we're seeing some more genre jumping here so he's very he's very proficient in like dramas and lots of character work and stuff like that and this, this show yeah. just goes off the rails with all of it. I think this is probably the most <laughs> cinematic language that I've seen used in any of the Marvel yeah, properties so far. It is vibrant. So far. It, it is, is insane. It, everything is spoken, you know, as pertains to David. Everything is spoken in every frame. Yeah. It is so much to unpack, so the- much <laughs> going on in his mind, and it's so brilliant. It is, so yes. good. The idea to, and I think it's a great idea to have the show's perspective and the audience's perspective be the same as David's because that opens up so many avenues just for like insane amounts of creativity and and visual storytelling and weird niche little things and overarching themes through just about Mm -hmm. every every trick you can imagine color lighting framing just pacing all of it and even music especially plays a big part in the show even what David hears is all you don't know what's real mm. and what's not because you're seeing right. the entire plot play out from the perspective of a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from a very unstable mutant. And yeah, you just, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly questioning, like, what is really going on? Like, what's yeah, like outside what's, of his mind? What is really happening? What's, what's the grounded, you know? A large portion. Like the actual physical thing happening yeah. behind the scenes. You know, it's like, man, what is happening? <laughs> so a brief synopsis of the show. I guess just so we can we can understand <laughs> how mm-hmm. they go about telling the story is David. It opens yeah. with him. It just kind of shows his life up to this point. He's a very unstable person. When we see him at the beginning of the show, he's in a mental hospital. He's been there for six years. He believes he's he's schizophrenic, an antisocial personality, just a whole litany of things going on with him. 
and we come to realize that he's actually a very powerful mutant, a psychic mutant, and it kind of hints mm -hmm. at his father being Charles Xavier, but I don't know, maybe for <laughs> licensing reasons, they never give a name drop, but things are rarely presented straightforward in this movie, or in the show, so it may have been an intentional thing. Uh, he's a very powerful mutant, and the reasons for all of his his troubles, his mental problems, and his, his fractured mind are, he has this, this malevolent psychic entity, like a second consciousness living in his head. And it, so he, mm -hmm. and it's just puppeteering him around. It's trying to weaken his mind enough that it could just completely take over and control his super powerful mutant brain. Yeah. A mutant parasite is what they yes, refer a to as throughout the first season. Yes. Yes. Comics fans, as it is later identified, actually, I, I don't know. I don't kind of don't want to spoil it, but. Yeah, spoilers. I will. Spoilers for the next <laughs> I feel like we, ha we, we have to. We, we gotta, have to for Legion. This for is, Legion. There's too much there's no to unpack. <laughs> there's no tiptoeing around uh, this. We can't. We got it. Comics yeah. fans will recognize the entity <laughs> as it is later revealed to be Amal Farouk, a big, big mm -hmm. villain of Legion in the past, an enemy of Charles Xavier, and one of the, one of the first mutants to ever exist. Mm -hmm. So a very, very ancient psychic mutant has sort of the Shadow King's mind. Yes. The Shadow King. Yes. My I God. mean, I, I guess him and Apocalypse are rivaling as, I guess, the first mutants or yeah, whatever. Although, although I think Apocalypse cheated with his time travel, but... <laughs> yeah, but very <laughs> That's <another> old, <laughs> evil, psychic mutant is possessing this uber-powerful, unstable psychic named David. Mm -hmm. And shenanigans ensue, and by God, is it fun to watch. Yeah, big old fat... Yellow-eyed demon. Fat, yes. and it's it, just prowling around, you know, this behind the scenes. show takes a bit of a different approach to David's personalities as opposed to the comics, where I believe he got them mm -hmm. as like a child. Some terrorist attacked him or something, and he just psychically mind-molested them, but also absorbed all their consciousnesses like as they were dying. So he just experienced five people oh, dying shit. horribly at once, and it just broke him. Yeah, and it was and, like and in this show too, they kind of explore him, you know, exploring other people's minds, perspectives, like his girlfriend. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot her name. Sydney. Oh yeah, Sydney. Um, who can? Who is also another mutant that can uh, swap bodies with you? Yes, whoever she makes skin contact yeah. with, she swaps bodies with. She just so she's Freaky yeah. Friday. And that's her power. <laughs> she freaky Friday. Yep. That's uh, her power of Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, throughout the show, you see him encounter all these people and under him understanding them mentally. And it does take a toll on him. And then, of course, the Shadow King invading his mind. It just, it divides him. It, you know, it, it, it definitely has that mental toll that just kind of breaks him. And then by the end of the show he's he is a full legion of himself and he's got so many voices he has to silence so many voices he has to focus on that um melanie um summerland's head mutant kind of the professor x type takes her kmart professor x wing yeah. yeah um and then you know you have also her her uh cryogenic husband who's been in stasis for years and just, just chilling in the astral plane yep. you know he's he's got his sense so he's he's got a lot of exploring to do throughout the show and it definitely takes a mental toll it does it, so much he has to balance and yeah and it is very well portrayed by dan stevens the man who plays david oh in dan the show. stevens amazing he, yeah yeah he's excellent job I, of portraying <laughs> david he makes him like relatable but just again the way the show is like you never really trust anything you don't and honestly you don't know if david's like a good guy or not 
because we see like yeah. he is intentionally deleted or the shadow king or david we don't really know has intentionally deleted so yeah. many of his memories of just horrible things that happened to him or he's done we're not really right. sure yeah and the shadow king in the show it's takes totally warped yeah it takes many forms within david's mind a good portion of the show is spent within mm. david's brain it sort of manifests as a physical space that the other characters mm -hmm. another another mutant named i don't know how to pronounce his name like tommy tommy is able to walk he, he's like a memory walker mm -hmm. so they are all yeah, able was... to within with their own consciousnesses visit david's memories but it's just a shit show in there david's memories <laughs> so like, many rooms yes. a little passage of a little compartmentalizing you know his mind and you know, visiting all his memories through different rooms and aspects and perspectives. Another mental manipulation of his that they're trying, they're making him face his demons mm. and it just tears him apart, you know, and it's, it's, he just doesn't have the coping skills to, you know, he's, his mind is literally exploding. He is imploding his and, mind on himself and he had no idea it was yeah. a mutant <laughs> until now. He just thought he was like schizophrenic. <laughs> so he has no idea how to control these powers of his. They've just been tormenting him for, for God knows how long now. And the way the show yeah. goes about showing his his mind and his perspective, which as we said, the entire show takes place in his perspective, is just so amazing. It's just some of the best stuff I've seen on like television screen. Yeah. Just about every... It's totally experimental. Super experimental. It's, every trick in the book yeah. they pull out to, I would say, great success. Mm. Animated sections, There's we we can see from David's mind him like visualizing actual things as again in the astral plane it's whatever you make of it and we see like oliver the cryogenic husband he's like a much weaker psychic than david but still but one with a lot more experience he can conjure things mm -hmm. in the astral plane there's like structure and it's you know it's weird it's niche but it's it's very controlled and with david's it's all so fractured you have mm -hmm. no idea you know if, if yeah. he's controlling it or not or if you're even in his head or not because sometimes it can seem very right. real and then sometimes it just gets super out of hand at all you can literally see the camera yeah, like descending becomes like a kaleidoscopic mm -hmm. nightmare is what it becomes through the rabbit yeah. hole of david's mind the way it shows um just the way it shows the weird high concept stuff like they do just how it shows the audience how it helps the audience to visualize the weird stuff that happens like even with sydney where they merge bodies and stuff it shows her when she touches people it's like yeah. two planets colliding and with david when he's yeah. jumping in and out of consciousnesses it it has the blue again the color is very important so we see david is constantly associated with the color blue like his psyche oh, so we right. see him jumping into other people's minds you know that room will suddenly be bathed in blue light or will will cut to like a, some blue mm. ink droplet like being sucked out of the water to show him like leaving their their minds it's all just like really weird yeah. creative stuff that it just works really yeah. well creative artistic visuals that man noah howley I, i'm just stunned on just that team you know yeah and it was a different his, director and, and being able yeah uh and almost yeah every every show every episode yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, every episode. Sorry, not every show. Every episode. Yeah, it was, and and that's crazy that he they were able to just keep it so contained and so focused on the direction they were going for, and it's such an impressive piece of work, such an impressive show. Yeah, and I think the the format of the show allows for the different directors because since since the like yeah. overarching theme is you know it's just insanity. It allows for a lot of yeah. weird stuff because they do different stuff in every episode. Like the first episode directed by Howley himself is very trippy. Mm -hmm. But even when we get into stuff like, what was it, Chapter 6, Chapter 7, something directed by something, mm -hmm. I think, like Hiromuri or Danny Gordon, 
it, at one point the show mm. turns into like a, a 1920 silent horror film. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it yeah, all just fits so true. well. And, and they use a lot yeah, of things. It does, yeah. A lot of things to to merge and the use of color and music. The composer especially, mm. I, was, I was really impressed with whatever his oh, name was. Oh, yeah. The, Jeff and Russo. He, he uses That's like classic I mean. songs that he uses um, and then a lot of a lot of like electronic. Mm-hmm. Very synth wave. It, where, where, where you feel like you're in a laboratory, you know, but but also there's, you know, then there's, you know, the, the horror a- aspect where you, you have the screechy violins, you got the scary trumpets. Oh, yes, you know, the and, unnerving trumpets. <laughs> yeah, the unnerving trumpets. And yeah, it it just works so well. Yeah, just just given the, uh, the, the, the setting and the whole electronic thing of people analyzing, you know, his mind and, you know, you, you just feel this kind of experimentation mm-hmm. and while feel it, to some of the, some of the music and yeah yeah it's wild and while watching it on like a surface level you it is like it's like the lighthouse you're just like what the fuck is going on this is insane but i love yeah. it <laughs> but then it is yeah I, I had went gone and rewatched some stuff afterwards after seeing like you know how the themes play together like the uses of color um you could see mm. and sort of get cued into like what scenes are being are you know actually david himself experiencing it and being in control of the situation, depending on how much blue there is, or if the Shadow King, who yeah. is constantly associated with the color red, like the yeah. colors that permeate the screen. The red becomes, yeah. Mm-hmm, the sound The blue becomes washed out with red once the Shadow King completely takes over. Yeah. And there's just like small musical cues in the background as well, like you can occasionally hear, even in the scene, when the characters don't know that their minds have been implanted, just like imprisoned in David's mm. psyche and the Shadow King's running the show. And uh yeah. That they're all just in the, they're back in Clockworks, the mental hospital, and it's all they think that mm-hmm. their patients there, and that the Shadow King is just the friendly proprietor. But in fact, they're all in prison there. It's <laughs> just like a bunch of little musical yeah. cues when they're on screen, just the weird like paintings on the wall, um, just stuff like that yeah. that would cue them on. And we see Sydney, her character, sort of pick up on things like that. Um, and so it just seems like that, and even more, way more subtle stuff in the background. Like yeah. sometimes you could see random eyes on the wall, like just moving and staring at them. Like the Shadow King is always watching <laughs> from the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot, what's who's Melanie's husband again? Uh, Oliver. Oliver. Gosh, Oliver. <laughs> yeah. Even even like seeing you know the the Shadow King doing a little Darth Maul pace, you know, outside. It's just so so spooky, a little unsettling. You know, there's something just wrong with the picture. It's it's always there's always something. Something yeah, there's changed, always something, something in the wrong. Back. You, you just, Subjectivity you is big. Is just not right with every scene. It's super unsettling, and just the way that you know the pacing of the show works too. You have it's almost a very euphoric sense of movement, where there's a lot of blend into the next thing. There's a lot of blends of of time and continuity, and then once the Shadow King comes in or something's wrong, there's that high tension, frantic pace. Where it just ramp, ramps up that unsubtlety and yeah, the pacing in this movie is so interesting and weird and it's insane how it just worked itself so well, you know, throughout the entire show and yeah, it's just there's so much going on and it just almost feels like just a fever dream, just euphoric fever dream. It does. You know, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, you, <laughs> you feel like you're on drugs. <laughs> you really do. Uh some, someone on our on our social media page was like, you should watch this. You should watch this on drugs. It makes it even better. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> makes it even better. I was like, I don't, don't know about uh, that, yeah, Chief. And, and we haven't heard from him since, so I'm pretty sure he's brain dead by I think, now. I think he did. tried to do it again. I think he, I think he went for season two and 
and it's over. And it's over, and he's in the hospital. And like you were saying <laughs> with the with the editing and the way it works, every every piece of the puzzle here, every little facet of of production is also tightly done. And I, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. due to the great, which is again just just as astounding because of the the many directors and writers yeah. that were on each episode. Yeah, but just the way the it's so it's so amazing that how they were cleanly able to pull the that editing off, yeah. goes back and forth from from real fake from astral plane to regular plane and just transitioning between scenes in general. There are very mm. rarely between scenes and even just regular conversations is there just like a just a cut, just plain cut. There's always some sort of fancy transition. It makes it seem very yeah. fluid. It adds to that that theme of, of time being nonlinear and just making it all mm. feel like you said, like a fever dream. I think the editing was probably my my favorite part of the show, and there was a lot to like about the yeah. show. But just the post production work done on it oh, makes sure. it absolutely seamless. And yeah, they they are the saviors of the show. I mean, that's what really brought everything together, and how everything just his Noah Howley's vision with the post production. That's that's what solidified what Legion is all about, and it's such yeah such a great turnout. Um, and that that was super important post production editing and. It was so good, and even even with you know the frantic, not not I mean of course it's always frantic, but there's this like I I just remember watching this you know for the first time back in 2017 and just totally being just I just felt like I was just out of control like I was just like <laughs> you know what the show is going so fast and so crazily that. You know, I just, you get swept up into it and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening and I don't know how to process this and you just keep going and <laughs> the show keeps moving and you really feel like you're going insane. You're, you're like, like, what's wow, going okay, on? I'm being this is pulled a show. to the next and the next. Why is there a Bollywood dance scene? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You just, you feel pulled. You feel like you're on a roller coaster. You, you just, you feel like you're just out of control. You, you're not in control of how fast you're moving and processing the show. It's crazy. Yeah, you feel like... Yeah, you could... If, feel if like you're in a fever dream. humanly possible, watch the show in one sitting. And I don't think... I don't know if there were no, like, end credits or title screens or anything. I don't know if yeah. I'd be able to tell one episode from the next. It all no. flows together very well. And that's not to say it's yeah. it's not without its moments of levity. There are good moments where it, oh, yeah. it settles down and it slows down to, to build some characters... There's a romance between David yeah. and Sydney, which I think that might be my one and only criticism about it is when their romance mm. began in season one, it was all established in in a, like a montage early on in the first episode. And then by the second episode, they're like, I love you and whatnot. So I don't know if I was entirely convinced yeah. by the end of the season. I was very convinced on it because it comes into play. The romance plot does like there's yeah. stakes in it and their relationship with each other yeah. does it helps to like ground them and yeah, help them to realize I like what is with you isn't real with the, with the the shadow king but i don't know it was right, i don't yeah. know if it was intentional or not that it just sort of because yeah, again it, it could be intentional the time like, thing and you know maybe these people yeah because I, I you know with how unstable both sid and david are you know their concept of love is entirely different and very fragile in that state and they just you know it's kind of like two high schoolers saying they're in love you know kind of thing um and, and they, they don't really know what they're what they're saying you know they don't even know what that means and that's so it could be that later in the season kind of, yeah. uh when they're in the the shadow king's weird mental version of clockworks since they they did meet in the, yeah. in the asylum 
where David's like, oh, I like uh -huh. what we have and I don't want anything to change because I don't want to lose this. And Sydney says, I can't do this forever. So I don't know if it's maybe a callback to the first episode where, again, time, yeah. is a, time is a funky thing in this show. So we don't know if they just rushed into yeah. it or if a long amount of time has passed that they spent together. So yeah, I, I could see what, yeah. what, the, what the goal was for it. And by the end of the show, the relationship was very believable and I liked it a lot. I thought they were cute together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, yeah, that, it was a very good relationship yeah. that I, I've seen throughout, like for a superhero, <laughs> you know, usually it's a very throwaway yeah. <laughs> love interest. Yeah, but, but this actually, was really, really grounded. One. <laughs> it plays yeah. a part. Yeah, just huge start, stakes. Not just kind of tacked on. Mentally, emotionally, you know. Yeah, it matters. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot. It's Same thing with yeah. uh, it's, it's what is very it? heavy. Oliver and and Melanie, Oliver yeah. being Melanie's husband, that who was, was a also huge... a psychic and had lost himself to the astral plane. Yeah, and he's kind of haunting her too throughout Summer Hole. Yeah, he Summerland. Of, he the... haunts her a bit, but he doesn't really yeah. remember because he spent so long in the in the astral realm yeah. and all her whole motivation. Uh -huh. She's willing to compromise, you know, mutant kind <laughs> to get her husband back. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, they all even, even like the carries too. That was an interesting brother sister relationship. Oh, yeah. There's very wacky, a w weird, weird mutant power that two just adds to the insanity and in absurdity. <laughs> yeah, two people, an old man and then a a, a young woman emerging. You know, from it's weird. It's like what what is happening? <laughs> so that absurdity just adds to the level of insanity. It is super weird. I think every mutant power that they put into the show. Certainly has um yeah it's it, it adds like to the theme illness they... vibes to it yeah well it, maybe not necessarily mental illness but it's like an absurdity insanity uh like an, an absurd power it adds to, to the have. theme yeah. of the show yeah they all just they're sort of reflections of David in that yeah we see the carries as kind of his dependencies and, and mm -hmm. Oliver with his with his memory issues and whatnot. And all of that, it all yeah. just comes full circle like that. But let's talk about <laughs> let's since you brought it. Let's talk about how mental illness is addressed in this show, as opposed to his comic book counterpart, which was introduced in the eighties, yeah. and notably <laughs> a very <laughs> oh yeah, you were sending me some pictures from <laughs> of his comics yeah. as you were reading the Legion, Legion ones. Looks yeah, he looks weird. <laughs> yeah, he looks weird. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, yeah, his hair is sticking straight up. He's got super <laughs> weird brows that are like I don't know, elongated brows. Uh, yeah, he's got some like cave. Yeah, ass it's brow weird. That's like it's like a unibrow yeah. that furrows out like yeah, the fucking dad from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Where his, his eyes are just <laughs> true. <eyebrow. laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's um, I mean, yeah, it's a weird. It's it's oddly unique, I guess, but in a way it does have undertones of, you know, depicted um, sort of mentally ill uh, spectrum people, you know. It, it, it's a weird it's a weird uh, look to David. It for it sure, takes it back in the back in the day. Yeah. And the show takes a different approach than the comics do, which like we said we see David from yeah. the outside perspective and they're like, "Oh, he's just a dude who's who's fucked in the head and he looks weird and he acts yeah. weird." And he's super powerful, and that makes him dangerous. And for, since right. the show is all entirely from David's perspective, it makes him a lot more sympathetic and a lot more relatable than yeah. his comic book counterpart. Yeah, way more grounded. Yeah. The comic counterpart is just, it's it's limited by, I, I think he has the the mindset of a 10-year-old in, in that 
comic book, but once you get into his mind, he has that legion of personalities. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it makes him it just makes him seem like he's just a a weird abnormal creature rather than an actual human that yeah. has that has mental problems, you know. And it, yeah, it's just it it makes him kind of look. Yeah, I yeah I'm not I'm not really too big of a fan of his comic counterpart, at least from what I've read. It's a very but, interesting premise yeah. that someone yeah. split personalities. It's a good idea each one having yeah. a different power. And it makes right. for a... and Professor X's mind, you know, his DNA transferred to you know his his offspring, his child having, and then them, them not being able to control that. Yeah, and, and having go it crazy be with it. Professor X it's, is it's a good idea. The world's most powerful telepath yeah, it, son. Right, and it puts a lot of stakes on Professor X too, and it really questions his you know his morality of like how far can he go with probing someone's mind? You know, mm-hmm. you, you see that with Gabriella. Or Ga- Gabrielle, I forget what her name is, but yes. Yeah, but in the show, in the show. So yeah, but the show, it's way better. Yeah, yeah, it's like a college kid that's really going through depression, anxiety, and you know, he's just a very misunderstood person. He's got, you know, maybe he has like the major depressive disorder, the major anxiety. He talks about it a little as well, and since we see it all, we see him trying to solve it yeah. like his way, and we see right. not so much the outside looking in on David, but more David looking in on the outside. We see him, yeah. you know, we get the people at the hospital telling him to take pills. We got the Shadow King giving him mm. therapy, <laughs> and we got people yeah. like Melanie who are like, you're yeah. fine, you're just a mutant. Once you control it, you're good, but right. no one knows him better than himself, than himself. and it yeah. shows that. Oh, no, you're right. And the only person who really yeah. does understand that about him is Sid. And while she's she's much more flexible with him, she still she still grounds him a lot. And it's that relationship mm-hmm. and the relatability, the humanization of of him, his problems, yeah. as well as Sidney's, that make him much more of a character as opposed to like weird <laughs> force weird of nature, unibrow Lorax yeah, looking, some Lorax looking <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Force of nature. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, he he's. Un- unintelligible and yeah he's just he, he seems like, a, like a, a, a babbling a more maniac. of a creature than yeah a babbling in, inhuman mutant creature and it's like yeah <laughs> yeah I, I like this side more like way way better i love i love how the show portrays him yeah making him the main character was an awesome move because while he does have his his moments of of babbling mania as seen from other characters you know mm-hmm. and they like run a test on him and then he gets sucked into his own mind and has to go on some some wacky adventure. All they see you in the outside is like him convulsing and a bunch of brain waves going off and the room starts exploding. Mm. But then inside mm-hmm. we he's like, you know, he's fully cognitive. He's just exploring his own abilities yeah. and his own horrors of the Shadow right. King. And his way is his yeah. multiple personalities are just portrayed as like different forms of the Shadow King and of his his yeah. own responses yep. to that. It sort of exactly. helps. Exactly. And that's that's a good transition into Aubrey Plaza's. Oh, Aubrey! This might be which my was. This is my favorite. Yeah, this is my favorite Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, Plaza performance. I think I've seen ever. It's so good. You guys might recognize her. Yeah, from, what she is it, Parks and Rec. She kind of. In? Yeah, Parks and Rec. She kind of. I don't know. She's she's a little sort of annoying sometimes, but this show, I'm like, oh, she can she can go for it. Like she this is, is this is some good stuff. Simultaneously this is, hilarious yeah. and terrifying as the villain of this <laughs> yeah. show. 
She's one of the Shadow Her Kings. Her acting is so focused in and so <laughs> awesome. Yes. It's great. <laughs> Her the Shadow King is it's Aubrey Plaza's character is one of David's friends who was murdered by his body when Sydney was in there because she has way less control over his powers mm. than he did because they switch bodies at some yeah. point. And she's Although I I don't know. I, I, I feel like it was still in David's mind or in Sydney's mind about Lenny. Oh, I, I honestly don't think Lenny was an actual person. Uh, I mean, Barry, I, I know the show it, right? says it, it is. It was a different. Oh, yeah, Barry. Right, Barry. It, it yeah it turned into Barry. So Barry... again, another like nonlinear. Who is you know hanging out with David? Who even knows? But yeah, Barry. It turned out to be Barry. So I think, I think in the hospital when we see Lenny just like totally. <laughs> annihilated by the wall she's like in between you know she, the rooms like teleported I, into I, I, wall. I think that's yeah i think i think that's honestly the shadow king in that in in the mental prison actually because he is torn between two bodies and he was so attached to david but now that david has leaped bodies he has hit a brick wall and i think the shadow king was like in stasis during that time and it was it was personified or it was you know it was uh not personified but it physically manifested into that and and that that's that's my theory like i don't i don't think any of any of what happened in that hospital when the doors disappeared i think it was all mental it it, that didn't that that didn't really temporary is my theory that makes sense yeah and i think power is sydney's yeah uncontrollable yeah, exactly. It's and and she was un, you know she had David's uncontrollable brain. She was just going crazy, and the Shadow King was <laughs> torn between two bodies, yep. splat into the wall. Because we did see later on in the show when she she tried to switch with David, or when she touched his face, David didn't leave his body. The Shadow King left him and switched with her. Yeah. So yep. it, yeah, she had ripped David out and was in his body, and David was in hers. And the Shadow King was just sort of right. nice. That's like, yeah, that's a good idea. That yeah, yeah. I think he was just launched in that. between. <laughs> he was just stuck in there. Yeah, he was stuck. Away. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then once David flipped again, he was back to normal. <laughs> but yeah, so that that was my theory. And then of course Lenny is actually Benny. And then yeah, so there's also so Benny. the Shadow King was fucking around so much. Shadow King <laughs> is a scary, scary yeah. villain. The way it's visualized He's and everything, so scary. both is the scary childhood story from David, who like comes at like haunts him and sydney to even oh my god the gross mm. ass prosthetic looking fat dude the oh, devil yeah. with the yellow eyes yeah He's total horrifying. you know horror film freddy krueger it is it's you like know, this bulbous it, it, nightmare like monster and it they, they yeah. have him shake around <laughs> it's and then they scary. speed up only his movements so it looks like he's just doing this weird like, oh. vibrating thing where he's like shaking around. Yeah. Almost, like incorporeal. Kind of has some like it movements, it is you know, like but it. way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, yeah, back watching the first episode just back in 2017 and throughout that show, really. I Man, my the hairs just stood on my neck. Like I had chills like watching him. I'm like, oh my God, this is the most terrifying thing I've seen in Marvel <laughs> so far. And yeah, man, what a what a great... Ah, I, I love that. We're going back to the basics of using prosthetics and you know, ah, it's so it's so nice to see that. And that's what new mutants lacked. You could have had that, but as Mr. Sinister, you know, ah, it would have been so cool. Yeah. But yeah, I th- I don't think there was a performance and a, an effect I didn't like. Well, some of the some of the action. Like I you could tell yeah. this isn't an action show, really. It's more of like a psychological yeah. thriller. What few action scenes there were weren't you know there was that cool one in episode one yeah the breakout yeah the breakout one other than that there isn't a lot of action which i don't 
Like there's plenty yeah. of avenues and yeah. shows to go to for action. And this one isn't really marketed as yeah. like an action show. So I didn't go in expecting a lot of action. And what was there was was all right. There's not a lot of like hand-to-hand or whatever. Yeah. You could tell that wasn't like the main focus of it. Right. Yeah, which is good. Like even I, I'll even say like episode one to the whole breakout thing. I thought it was meh too. Like I, I just wanted to get back to. Yeah. It was a cool you like know, the you know, psychological drama single take thing. Yeah, it, it was claustrophobic. Right. It added to to David's experience. Um, yeah. So it did its yeah. job. It wasn't anything fancy. It was no. It was no John Wick. It was no Daredevil. Yeah. But it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and it also was like hey. Just so you know, this is still a superhero X-Men film and there's still, you know, that mutant fighting going yeah. on. And I was like, okay, cool. It kind of grounds it a bit. You know, it's not too, you, you know, it, it just establishes, hey, this is still an X-Men thing. And you you, you get the X-Men visuals mm-hmm. around, you know, you see X's all the time in the background and stuff. So it kind of, it's like, hey, just so you know, we're still X-Men. <laughs> but this is, this but, is yeah. Charles Xavier's son. And this is a whole movie about, about psychics in the astral realm and whatnot. So most they yeah. find a lot more creative ways to betray conflict yeah. between things like David and the Shadow King and other other things yeah. and such. Yeah, what, what was it? It was like there was that whole confrontation where the you know when they're almost about to get shot, right? Oh and then, yeah, and then and there's this whole David's... like split second. It feels like years. All this <laughs> turmoil happening. It's like a whole episode with them. that takes place. Yeah, within in the real world, it's like oh, just a split second. But in the show, it's a like millisecond. A yeah, <laughs> it's insane. It's it's so it's so unique and so smart to do, so creative in that way, and it was so awesome. It was like the coolest action, I guess, the millisecond of action that we get, and it and it takes place, you know, over span of you know an, an episode, and yeah, he's trying to figure it out in a split second. That just tells you how powerful. He has an, as an mutant. Yeah, he just can suck in, in everyone's consciousness seconds. into his mind, and they all just have a whole episode-long yeah. <laughs> adventure together over the course of a millisecond. Yeah, <laughs> and before and they're all returned awesome. to their bodies, um, which I think is so cool. Wild, in such wild, a smart way. Wacky wood kazoo. Yeah. yeah, that that was that was definitely one of my favorite episodes for sure. Just how they handled that whole conflict. Yeah, just smart story direction, and yeah, Noah Hawley is brilliant and. I, I think he was rumored to do a Doctor Doom film for Fox. Oh my god! And also, like the next Star Trek, but uh, you know now 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 Disney has that, so he can't do it that anymore. Fucking Mouse House. Guy. But uh, <laughs> yep, the mouse got the hands on the Fantastic Four, so Grimey. we may not get a really awesome, compelling Doctor Doom story that's on par with Legion. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which that hurts my soul because uh, I love Doctor Doom. I got his books of Doom, which well, is one of the best. Do marks. It can't be worse <laughs> than it just sucks. The the most recent Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> True. I I hope they weren't using that same Doom for him to direct. <laughs> I really hope that <laughs> was not the case. I hope they stayed far away from that movie <laughs> for Noah Hawley. Uh cool. yeah, he does not deserve to work with that shit Doctor Doom portrayal. But anyways, yes. <laughs> Amazing director. I I really look forward to seeing you know more of this stuff from him he's just really great with characters great with that and i'm i'm actually i hope legion ends off where it did with season three um you know it's a nice arc um and you know less is more i don't think we need to bloat this series any more than it has been with three seasons 
So I, I hope they just kind of keep this as a, a, a nice valued treasure piece. I mean, obviously they will because the mouse has the rights to X-Men. So they can't do You know, they can't. If they even wanted to do a season the mouse four, they can't. murdered the X-Men. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, um, death of X. Yeah, speaking of... Speaking of Death of yeah, X. And, <laughs> in humans. Death of X. In humans. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, baby. Oh, wait. Or it, we did it on Monday. I, I don't know. It didn't... I forget what we planned. I don't know the release schedule. <laughs> I don't know the release schedule. But hey, if you have the mind of David Haller and you are scattered, it could be Thursday, it could be Monday. Who knows? We'll just leave it up to in audience interpretation. <laughs> that was my Shadow King horn <laughs> sounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's here. He's invaded the boy's mind. <laughs> the Shadow King invades the boys. But yeah, um... And then I I, did, I, I think I, I made you skip ahead to season two, the Astral Plane. Oh. I, I needed you to see that. I did. I watched the, the ultimate Astral Plane fight. A bit. And I again, I just a bunch I of spoiled weird. spoiled it for you. I'm sorry. 3D to 2D editing and additions to yeah. all that. And again, it's just absolute absurdity because they're singing to each other yeah. the whole time. But it all works. Yeah. And they're so floating. Beautifully. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And even, even you know, the specific uh, Astral Plane. I don't know, manifestations that they use against each other. You know, even Shadow King is, you can see his manipulation that he's like even using Sid as a, a tactic. Oh, yeah. In the astral he form. He has got David's number, um, this guy. He's li- literally been living in his head rent free for like yeah. 30 years. He knows David way yep. better than David knows him. <laughs> it's true. Yep. And that's kind of, oh, well, no spoilers. Spoilers for season three. I won't, I won't go into it, but there's a lot of cool time travel shit and a lot that the Shadow King has to come to terms with and their relationship and symbiotic. Anyways, I won't, I won't spoil anymore. But yes, won't spoil it. But go watch Legion. You have much to, much to watch. Turn it off right now. Why are you still listening to this podcast? Got Legion to watch. Yeah, go, go watch it. Watch it right now. My highest recommended show so far is Legion. Yeah. I think the only other show Legion, I watched was Iron Fist, so probably not a lot of competition. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I think yeah, it's definitely one of my top favorite superhero series of all time. I'm still, it's still number one is Daredevil, just because it's, <laughs> I like Legion is is so much better than any TV shows like cinematically for sure, but. What I, I I just I'm I'm more of a a, a boomer nostalgia of boomer. superhero, you the know superhero. that superhero feel that you Street you just don't get with Legion, fighting. you know. Yeah, yeah. I I that's I, when I when I think of superheroes, that's what I think of, and that's what I want. Mm. But Legion totally breaks breaks that type of trope. Is for sure a breath and, of fresh and really air. Really soars with after the yeah, and it's amazing and and it's awesome. But when I think when 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 I <laughs> Think of my most favorite superhero show of all time. It would be like Daredevil. Yeah, Defenders. I guess that would be my only. Just because of the superhero stuff. Before you watch, disclaimer: I don't see it as a as a con because I really like the show the way it is. But if you want to watch Legion for yeah. like some X Men superhero shenanigan action, then it's probably not the show for you. It's just like a weird, trippy, yeah. like experimental mind. Or if journey. you want to see a different, if you if you love X Men as much as I do and want to see a different take on it, this is great. You want something new out of the X Men? This is a perfect yeah. show for I you. I mean, it's got mutants. It. It's, it's got awesome. Division it's Professor X's. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
it's a side it's of the Professor psychic X's son. Come on, that we have we have never really seen in any of the X Men movies. Charles Xavier, it's really just sort no. of he puts his fingers to his temple. There's like a whirring noise, and then someone's mind is red. It's just yeah. so creative the way the show goes about it, and in sort of yeah. visually representing the human brain in this sort of abstract Absolutely. yet tangible form that the characters walk around in and yeah. explore and, and manipulate and it's really fun to watch yeah it's great and i i will say wandavision and the multiverse of madness oh, after I watching legion they've got a lot to live up for do. and i don't think they're gonna quite get to the legion <laughs> level but we'll Hopefully see we'll see do. how they we'll find pull it, it off at the end of the month when we watch that show and talk yeah, about I'm, that one <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you know people who aren't familiar with Legion will also be astounded by the world of WandaVision and you I'm know, the multiverse of madness. I'm sure they'll get. Oh, I'm sure their mind will be blown by that. But I'm like, after Legion, I don't know. I, I don't think anything's <laughs> gonna surprise me anymore. You know, with some of the weird Doctor Strangey, you know, I mean, psychological a Legion stuff. So I, I don't know. A Legion style storytelling on a Doctor Strange budget would be absolutely beautiful to watch and i really hope that's the direction they take it with multiverse of madness i really hope so too yeah i I hope this is an example that the mcu uses we'll we'll see if they pull it off and hey we're reviewing wandavision uh at the end of the month i'm gonna tack legion onto my my multiverse of madness dream team like we talked about with new mutants yeah last week we got we got yeah what's their what's their name magic and and Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, and Legion, all in some <laughs> interdimensional psychic adventure. Oh, that would be awesome <laughs> and insane. And I think uh, audience members may not survive the experience. I know I would be awesome. I know I know our <laughs> <Nope>. viewer Gabe, <laughs> who recommended watching this on lethal doses of of mushrooms, would die in the theater. He'd get BoJack Horseman in the theater. <laughs> Probably, yeah. What a what a what a team up that would be. Well, let us that's, know who your who your that's dream, maddening to think of your dream multiverse of madness cast would be. Superhero yeah, gallery, who you would cast as Doctor Doom, and yeah, what mind altering substances you would watch Legion. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Come talk to us about something. We got a new Facebook group or just comment on any one of our posts. You can see yes. our, our links to our social media down in the description. And be sure to check in two weeks from now when we talk about WandaVision and one other to be determined review of your by choosing. You, chosen by the you. The viewer. The viewer of the black screen yeah. as you listen to this audio only podcast. Are you the viewers? <laughs> the viewers, yes. Anything else on Legion, well, Isaac? I, th- I, th- I think that will cover it. Uh, I will leave it up to you, people who watch this, Just as to the experience show, Legion yourself. Feel free to interpret. And see what you think, what you find, what, what Easter eggs. Yeah, let us what, know, you know what, what we what missed. What visual styles you, you find. What your favorite part was. Yeah. I'm going to go with editing. What about you, Isaac? Favorite part? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Dan Stevens' performance. Uh, that was, was my favorite, I think. It was he was so good. So good. In that. It's the unhinged hero. Yeah, I <laughs> Right. I, I even, yeah, I think early, uh, in December, I watched with my family, like, The Man Who Invented Christmas. And he, <laughs> it's an okay movie. It's, it's <laughs> fine. It's Charles Dickens. But he actually did it awesome, as I knew he would, because he's a, an exceptional actor. And he kind of had the same Legion style where he's like Charles Dickens trying to figure out 
how to create a Christmas carol, and he's like talking to the characters and whatnot. He's he's literally playing David Haller in that movie. So it was it was pretty good. I watch it now. Performance. So yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. Not bad. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Alrighty. We will see you on Thursday or Monday. Absolutely. And don't lose your minds. Ooh. Or do. I don't care. Howdy, y'all. This is Terran, a.k.a. The Bad. Thank you for tuning in to our new program. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't get dysentery. Now, everybody pretend that I rode off into the sunset. Bye now.